Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Morning. How are y'all doing? It is Monday here this morning and we have the beautiful temperature, I bet I can guess, at 80. Ooh, I thought 80, 86. We're 86 degrees at 9 o'clock in the morning. Enjoying the summer. Well, thank you guys for being with us for uh, service. If you were yesterday, we had a really good, really good time. It was um, encouraging. We had some new people visit. Uh, second service was quite full. Uh, first service, not so much. We're in the summertime, and it was Father's Day, so you guys had a wonderful Father's Day yesterday. Uh, this day in history, Garfield was first, I guess, published. Jim Davis, June 19th, 1978. There you go. Um, uh, debuts in 40 newspapers. Eventually syndicated over 2,500 newspapers. Earning the, the Guinness World Book of Records of being the most widely uh, syndicated comic strip. Julius and Ethel Rosenberg executed on this day in 1953, making them the first U.S. citizens executed for treason. During peacetime, the first married couple executed together in the U.S. They were convicted in the controversial trial of selling top-secret information to the Soviets. And this one's interesting. Prohibition, June 19, 1939. Atlanta, Georgia becomes the first major city in the U.S. to ban pinball. Stating that pinball led to gambling, moral decay, and crime. Boy, we come a long way in our thinking, huh? The law imposed a fine of twenty to thirty dollars a day of public works. Oh, uh, all right, you get fine, but you had to work it off. Similar laws also followed in other cities. What became known as prohibition. So, there might be something to that. Actually, that was interesting. People were so interested in protecting the society from moral decay. Don't seem to have that much around anymore. And that's probably about it. Oh, first American male saint. We can't forget this one. June 19th, 1977, Roman Catholic Bishop John Newman is canonized. Newman was Bohemian-born American Roman Catholic who came to the United States in 1836, where he was ordained, joined the Redemptorist Order, and became the fourth bishop of Philadelphia in 1852. He founded the first Catholic diocese. In my book, biblically, we're all saints. We don't need any special trophies or special ceremonies. All right, there there we go for there uh, for that. We're going to move into the reading today because I didn't have I didn't get the dad joke set up. It's a Monday, so if you will join me, we will pray and we'll be looking at Proverbs twenty five and twenty six today and Acts four. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for giving us another week, a new day. May you go before us, prepare our hearts, give us, God, understanding in your word, but also the things around us, wisdom to know how to deal with the people around us and, this, and the business transactions so that we can be glorifying to you and do things as unto you. So thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Chapter 25. These also are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, transcribed. 
It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It is the glory of kings to search out a matter. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from the silver, and there comes out a vessel for the smith. Take away the wicked before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Do not claim honor in the presence of the king. Do not stand in the presence of great men. For it is better that it be said to you, come up here, than for you to be placed lower in the presence of the prince, whom your eyes have seen. Do not go out hastily to argue your case. Otherwise, what will you do in the end? When your neighbor humiliates you, argue your case with your neighbor. And do not reveal the secret of another. Or he who hears it will reproach you, and the evil report about you will not pass away. Like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is the wise reprover to a listening ear. Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Like clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts of his gifts falsely. By forbearance, a ruler may be persuaded, and a soft tongue breaks the bone. Have you found honey? You don't know what you need, that you have it in excess and vomit it. Let your foot rarely be in your neighbor's house, or he will become wary of you and hate you. Like a club and a sword and a sharp arrow is a man who bears false witness against his neighbor. Like a bad tooth and an unsteady foot is confidence in faithless men in time of trouble. Like one who takes off a garment on a cold day or like vinegar on soda is he who sings songs to a troubled heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth rain, and a backbiting tongue and angry countenance. It is better to live in a corner on the roof than in a house with a contentious woman. Like cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a distant land. Like a trampled spring and a polluted well is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked. It is not good to eat much honey, nor is it good to search out one's own glory. Like a city that is broken into without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. Chapter 26. Like snow in summer, like rain in the harvest. So honor is not fitting for a fool, like a sparrow in its flirting and a sparrow in its flying. So a curse without cause does not alight. A whip is for the horse and a bridle for the donkey and a rod for the back of fools. Do not answer a fool according to his folly or you will be like him. Answer a fool as his folly deserves, that he not be wise in his own eyes. He cuts off his own feet and drinks violence who sends a messenger by the hand of a fool. Like the legs which are useless to the lame, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like one who binds a stone in a sling, so is he who gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn which falls to the hand of a drunkard, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like an archer who wounds everyone, so is he who hires a fool, or who hires those who pass by. Like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. 
A sluggard says there is a lion in the road. A lion is in the open square. As the door turns on its hinges, so does the sluggard on his bed. The sluggard bruises his hand in the dish. He is wary of bringing it to his mouth again. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can give a discreet answer. Like one who takes a dog by the ears is he who passes by and meddles with strife not belonging to him. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, Was I not joking? For lack of wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no whisper, contingent quiets down. Like charcoal to hot embers and wood on fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a whisperer are like dainty morsels, and they go down into the innermost parts of the body. Like an earthen vessel overlaid with silver dross, and burning lips and a wicked heart, he who hates it disguises it with his lips, and he who lays up deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in the heart. Though his hatred covers itself with guile, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. He who digs a pit will fall into it. He who rolls a stone, it will come back on him. A lying tongue hates those who it crushes, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Okay, well, there's the two Proverbs for you to ponder and look at. <laughs> I like the sluggard who turns, turns on his bed like a door and hinges. It says he gives you this. You have some most amazing images of, of the sluggard's too lazy to bring his hand back up to his mouth. And that one who thinks he's wise, there's more hope for a fool than one who thinks he's wise. Boy, is that convicting. People that have really high estimation of themselves in relation. Mm, not in the Lord's eyes, is there? They need a lot of help. Acts 4. When they had been released, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they lifted up their voices to God. One accord and said, O oh Lord, it is you who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of our father David, our servant, said, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people devise futile things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly in this city, they were gathered together against your holy servants, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel to do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant that your bondservant may speak your word with all confidence while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness, sharing among believers. Verse 32, in the congregation of those who had believed of one heart and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything belonged to him was his own, but that all things were common property to them. And with great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and abundant grace was upon them all. For there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners of land and houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet. And they would be distributed to each as they had need. Now Joseph, a Levite by Cyprian birth, who was also called Barnabas by the apostles, which is translation means son of encouragement, and who owned a tract of land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So we get the introduction of Barnabas. We get the whole beginning of the church. 
as a commune, really. They all came together, sold everything. It is easy to believe. They believed the Lord was coming back. Why hold on to things? Why not just sell everything and hang out together and wait for Jesus to come back? They had the belief in the imminent return of Jesus Christ because the Bible teaches that, that he could come back at any time. So it wasn't really wrong to do that. But we find out as we go through the book of Acts and later on, it was a social experiment that didn't work long term. Long term, it was not sustainable because you can only live that way until all the money runs out. They needed to have people that own businesses and were able to make money and bring money in. And so they kind of went back to the old system of owning their own property and their own businesses and tithing. So this is where we come today. People say they wish they'd go back to the first century and live like that. And it would have been cool for sure. It would be great if we knew the Lord was coming back at exactly what date so we could all do that. But God wants us to occupy until his return and to be able to provide for our families. You have a responsibility. We have responsibilities to be good stewards of what he's given us. So this is kind of where that all went. So now we'll move into Charles Spurgeon today. Let my heart be sound in thy statutes that I be not ashamed. Psalm 119. 80. We may regard this inspired prayer as containing within itself the assurance that those who keep close to the word of God shall never have cause to be ashamed in doing so. See, the prayer is for soundness of heart. A sound creed is good. A sound judgment concerning it is better. But a sound heart towards the truth is best of all. We must love the truth, feel the truth, obey the truth. Otherwise, we are not only sound in God's statutes, Are there many in these evil days that are sound? Oh, that the writer and the reader may be two of this sort. Many will be ashamed in the last great day when all disputes will be decided. Then they will see the folly of their inventions and be filled with remorse because of their proud infidelity and willful defiance of the Lord. But he who believed what the Lord taught and did what the Lord commanded will stand forth justified in what he did. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun. Men much slander and abused shall find their shame turned into glory in that day. Let us pray the prayer of our text. that We may be sure that his promise will be fulfilled in us. If the Lord makes us sound, he will keep us safe. Well, Father, we thank you for that blessing and that the encouragement we see in your word there. That you are a God that is profoundly preoccupied with your creation. And while we cannot begin to imagine the immensity of your universe and the billions and billions of galaxies, let alone the, the innumerable amount of stars, what is man that you're mindful of us? We are amazed and we thank you. And we thank you that you can keep us safe and keep us right in the palm of your hand, right where you want us to be. So we glorify you this day. We thank you for it. We ask for God that your guidance through our day as we have many decisions to make. And we have family members we need to visit and need to talk to. Just open up dialogue. Help us to be open in our faith with them wherever possible. And God supernaturally help them ask us questions about our faith so that we can share with them so they don't feel pressure, but they, they, they feel loved and they feel that there is hope, that there is an answer. Pray for a lady's son that's living in the Philippines that I met and talked with yesterday who's got an alcohol problem, just just went back into alcohol after one year being free of it because he can't sleep. He feels he needs the, the, the drink to sleep. And God, we just pray you take away that line and, and take away the, whatever is going on. Help him back to sobriety. Most of all, help him to become saved because we know there is no long-term solution for addictions unless we have something to replace it with something better, which is you. So thank you, God. We do pray for him. 
Pray for us, Mother. Pray for those at church who are just coming to get encouragement in your word, coming to look to find growth and stability in their life. Thank you for that. The many, many blessings we have with those that are in church and your church as well, wherever you're listening from. May you also be a light where you are. And God, I pray that you be using every single person that's listening and developing in them servant hearts to, to help those around. And we thank you for our brothers and sisters that are continuing with their treatments, that you would help them through it without pain, without sickness or nausea, and get them, God, to the other side. And we thank you for the way that you are healing and have healed and continue to heal. So we give you the rest of this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. That's it for a Monday, and we'll um, get this out as soon as we can. I did record yesterday for Sunday, so you want to go back and listen to that if you haven't had a chance. And we will see you again tomorrow, okay? So God bless you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and week. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.